In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Three in One, who comes near to us today. And comes especially near to Tempest in baptism. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's a big day today here at University Lutheran. It's a big day first and foremost because today is Baptism of Our Lord Sunday, which is one of the the big feasts in in the, the church. If you look at it from a wide angle lens perspective and you you see the history of the church as a, a large thing, this was as big as Christmas and Easter back about 300 years ago, but since then, Christmas and Easter have kind of eclipsed it. But this is a huge day in the celebration of the church, a day that is very meaningful in a lot of ways, but a day that we've lost some of that meaning throughout the years. This is also a big day for Tempest, as Tempest is being included into God's family through the waters of baptism. She is, um, a, it's a big day for her. This is going to be a day that she remembers throughout the rest of her life. Now, maybe she won't remember it in the same sense that you have a sense of remembering what you did last Tuesday, if you do. But she's going to remember at least this date, and she's going to say, that, that was that day that I began this baptized life. I began living in a way that was specifically Christian, that God reached down into my life through the actions of a church and made this thing happen. This is also a big day for us here at University Lutheran because we're starting a new sermon series. And um, that's probably the least of our worries today. But the sermon series has to do with this thing that is called a catechism. See, uh, we're ramping up to the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. And what we're doing in our sermon series is, in order to ramp up to that, what we're doing is we're taking a more explicit look at what it means to be a Lutheran. And uh, we're doing that in order to begin to get into a conversation with each other and then with our neighbors and our friends about, well, what does it mean that you showed up here on a Sunday morning? What what does it mean that you maybe even self-designate yourself as a Lutheran or at least as a Christian? What all does that mean? And so we get into those kind of conversations. And one of the things, if you are a Lutheran here, one, one of the things that you, one of the words that you probably recognize is this world word called catechism. Now, for some of you, that might give you kind of PTSD flashbacks because you went through this thing called confirmation or catechetical instruction where you had to memorize large parts of this thing called a catechism, which is just a short book of questions and answers. And that word itself comes from a Greek word, kata echo. And the Greek word kata echo means literally to echo down. Kata is a prefix. It, it means down or around. And echo, well, you can probably figure that one out. It means to resound or to reflect sound. And the reason that there is this thing called a catechism is because of a method of teaching. And this method of teaching was called catechetical instruction. And catechetical instruction was simply there was a kind of call and response, much like how we do liturgy. 
And in fact, it's a lot of why we worship the way that we do with this back and forth stuff is because this has been a part of the church's history for so, so long. This way of talking and learning and ingesting God's word. And what would happen is that if somebody wanted to become a Christian, and what they would do is they would find somebody who would be their sponsor. They would find somebody who would teach them. And that would be a Christian who already knew certain things, knew things like the Ten Commandments, knew things like a statement of faith like the Apostles' Creed, knew things like the Lord's Prayer. And what they would do then is they would drill that person until they got it. And so they would go up to them and they would say, Okay, what is the sixth commandment? Well, what is it? Okay. There, there, there is a, a issue with the, the numbering of the commandments. We'll talk about that later. Um, sixth commandment is thou shall not commit sexual adultery. Ah. It's probably the one you probably wanted to reach farthest back and push out of your mind. But the way that that went was that there was this echoing down, this echoing down of what it meant to be a Christian, this echoing down of how you were discipled in the faith, an echoing down that meant that somebody took the time to echo that down to you and to teach you. And to reflect what we read in our reading in Deuteronomy, where God first brings the law to Moses. And he says, here is all of the stuff that I want you to teach the children of Israel. And here in this section of Deuteronomy, what Moses is doing is Moses is getting ready to say goodbye to the children of Israel. Because he doesn't get to go into the promised land. He has to stay up on the mountain and watch them go over and then He knows that he's going to die. And so he knows that this stuff has to get echoed down enough that it's going to stay with them. Not just for them, but for generations and generations of their children. And so the whole process of this catechetical instruction, this catechizing, was that it was supposed to echo down throughout the ages and that it wasn't just about you learning it but that it was about you learning it for the sake of the people that you might then instruct that you could learn to catechize others that you could echo this down into the lives of other people There's a problem with that, though. And that problem is pretty evident in our reading from Romans 10, if it's not evident anywhere else. The problem is that we have a tendency to, well, confuse things. We have a tendency to say the wrong thing. We have a tendency to play a game of telephone where we try to echo things down, but other people mishear what we're saying, or maybe we don't speak that clearly, and things get confused, and there might even be a heretic amongst you when you play that game where you hear what somebody says, and you decide, I'm going to say something completely different. 
Well, we've seen that happen. We've seen that. We see that happen in this reading from Romans where Paul is bemoaning the fact that there are Hebrews who do not understand what the righteousness of God is about because they've played the game of telephone so long and haven't gone back to the source. And that was the reason that, well, we have a catechism in the Lutheran church in general. You see, around 1520s, Martin Luther went around and he started attending churches. And he started finding out what was being taught in those churches, and it wasn't good. What he found out was that there were a lot of people that didn't know what the Word of God said. They had been preached to in foreign languages for so long that they had no idea what it really was that they actually believed. And if that wasn't bad enough, when he took the pastor aside afterwards and drilled him, a lot of times he was kind of disappointed in what he found there too. So he said we need something, something of a source. Because you see, echoes aren't enough. Echoes are good. And echoing down into people's lives is how we do this. But we have to have the right stuff that we're echoing. And we have to have the source. And so Luther said, let me write this thing called a catechism. So that we can keep track of what the source is here. And the source is always going to be Scripture. It's always going to be things like the Ten Commandments. It's always going to be things like the Lord's Prayer. It's always going to be things that tell us what we can have an assurance in. We can check things against the source and say, yeah, that's actually what's supposed to be going on here. And that's essentially what is happening in the Gospel reading. When Jesus comes to the Jordan River. And as Jesus comes to the Jordan River, what he finds there are a bunch bunch of repentant sinners. A bunch of people that have been hearing echoes, that have been stretching back from the time of Adam to the time in the wilderness, to the time in the promised land, to the time in exile. And somewhere through there, things have gotten mixed up. And Jesus needs to come in. And he sees these repentant sinners, these people that hear the echoes reverberating around them, but just can't make out what they're saying. He comes to that river as the source. He comes to that river as the source of the sound of what needs to get echoed in our lives. And he says, baptize me, put me in the water, John. And John at first is like, no, 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 no. You put me in the water because, well, you you don't need this. And Jesus says, well, actually, you need me to need this, so put me in the water, John. And John gives up. He said, okay, fine. And the amazing thing about sound and water is this, is that sound travels Farther in water. And maybe that explains a little bit of why at the end of Matthew, Jesus tells his followers to baptize people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
that Jesus says, John, put me in the water. And I am going to yell out in that water. So that every person that gets into that same baptismal water, every person can hear me through that water. They can hear when I was born as a child in a manger. They can hear when I grew up and I spoke to people and I taught people. They can hear the hammers, hammering in the nails into my hands and the spear pushing through my skin. They can hear the rumble of the stone being rolled away and they can hear something in those baptismal waters that they've never actually even heard ever before. And that is the sound of that trumpet when I come back in glory to usher them in to a resurrection. That is the sound that we're called to echo. That is the sound that today Tempest will be hearing for the first time in her life as we baptize her in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That is the sound that one day she will grow up and echo in her life to someone else whom she knows. And God willing, it will echo for generations and generations. Always going back to the source of the sound. But echoing it in our own lives. So this week, as you remember Tempest's baptism, may you remember your own baptism. May you hear more clearly this week than what you have in several weeks. That sound of Jesus Christ for you, and may it echo in your life for someone else. Amen. Amen. Please.